This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 11th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. How colleges recruit basketball players is a matter of intense interest to fans, but why is it of any particular interest to the FBI? As a bureau investigation into college recruiting unfolds, the FBI may bring charges against coaches and other staffers. Is all this really worth a federal case? Cato's Ilya Shapiro comments. I attended the University of Louisville. Uh, I was pleased as punch when I heard that uh, Rick Pitino would be coming to coach there to replace Denny Crum uh, as he retired. Uh, And now it's perhaps not surprising that he's been let go over recruiting scandals. And this was probably at least the second time, maybe the third time that you could credibly say, yeah, this might have happened. And so – but in the NCAA investigation, in the uh, other – the internal university investigations, which which always seem to follow the NCAA uh, investigations, the FBI is involved here. So why is the FBI involved in what essentially ought to be thought of as a contract dispute and arguable exploitation of uh, young people and universities for – Coach profit. Yeah, that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question, or whatever, however much money uh, uh, is going into uh, Rick Pitino's uh, uh, bank accounts, and and those of other assistant and head coaches uh, around the country who have been caught up in this two-year-long FBI probe. I mean, it's it's really amazing. I mean, not not Pitino's uh, foibles. Uh, I'm sure you weren't shocked shocked that uh, he was caught up in yet another scandal, even if this one was at your beloved Louisville. Um, but indeed, why does law enforcement, let alone the nation's top uh, law enforcement, federal law enforcement agency, need to get involved to investigate more NCAA shadiness? I mean, Rick Pitino is like a walking uh, human uh, pig pen, like from from Peanuts, the character that had a, a dirt cloud around him constantly. He's he's that for Pitino is for for ethics violations. But but you're right to answer the to, to ask the question. Uh, you know, if the if the colleges don't like it, if the uh, NCAA feels that it affects competitiveness and uh, blemishes their athletic brand or what have you, then you know they should they should deal with it. But the the, the feds uh, getting involved is just emblematic of uh, overcriminalization and indeed over uh, government involvement in lots of things that certainly are shady. Uh, but uh, but who are we kidding? These people uh, aren't exactly criminals. So what is the what are the statutes that they would point to to say, look, this is where our authority lies. We're investigating based on that authority and if we have to bring prosecutions, we will. Not surprisingly, these are the broadest criminal statutes uh, on the books, federally speaking. Wire fraud, meaning that you used a phone uh, or email uh, to conduct your transactions. Uh, bribery and conspiracy to, to bribe. Now, who's getting bribed here? Well, uh, apparently it's assistant coaches getting money from uh, uh, shoe companies and and uh, financial advisors, taking a cut and then funneling it to young athletes who then uh, are convinced to uh, attend one particular educational institution and uh, sign with Adidas rather than, than Nike. I don't see where anyone is getting hurt through all this. Uh, the schools get their wins and their publicity. The coaches get their wins and better contracts and better brands and what have you. And the players uh, are going to an elite institution and making money and getting attention that could potentially uh, lead to a a pro career. So 
Um, you know, I don't know who's being defrauded, who is being, uh, who is the victim of this. Uh, sometimes they're getting charged with violating the RICO Act, the uh, the the conspiracy laws to go after uh, the mafia way back when, ra- racketeering influence corruption act. Um, so it's it's you know talk about victimless crimes. You know, this has nothing to do uh, with uh, just you know vices that social conservatives don't like and libertarians are okay with or anything. I mean, here it's not even vices. It's it's a it's a win win win. And uh, I guess the only incentive is for the federal prosecutor to rack up some uh, some sexy charges. The conspiracy charge is one that is thrown at all sorts of people who the FBI ultimately can't prove committed a crime. And, well, and conspiracy is that it's it's this a broad catch-all that uh, I believe Martha Stewart was one of the people who was uh, wrapped up in that, and several other people who we can't prove that they committed a crime, but we can prove something like conspiracy. Yeah, the the appearance of of impropriety and and somewhere underneath it all, uh, underneath all the uh, the shells, uh, there's a crime that they are conspiring to do. Martha Stewart, I believe, was charged with a bunch of things basically to pressure her to, to uh, plead guilty to one count of obstruction of justice. Technically, with these conspiracy statutes, there's supposed to be an underlying crime. You can't just conspire to uh, watch TV together and, and, and that's a crime because there's lots of people involved, uh, although I'm sure the FBI would, would like it to be there. So the, the underlying crimes are, are bribery and, and wire fraud. But again, at the end of the day, uh, bribery requires some sort of corruption. Um, which school is being harmed? Which uh, individual athlete is being harmed? Or shoe company? Or or financial advisor? Or it's not even a, a, a point-shaving scandal where you can say that uh, people are being deprived of uh, you know people that, that pay good money to attend the games or watch them on TV or what have you are being deprived of uh, a fair contest. So uh, a lot of this comes down to yet another vague statute called the Honest Services Fraud Statute, which the Supreme Court has in recent years pared down uh, because you can't simply uh, – throw someone in jail for doing something that, uh, as the statute says, deprives the employer of their honest services. Well, again, that can be so broad that if I'm uh, uh, checking my fantasy football score or checking my personal email for that matter or my Facebook while I'm on Cato time, uh, I suppose uh, I'm depriving Cato of my honest services, although that would be an interesting trial because then you'd have a raft of psychologists to argue about whether taking a, a five-minute break every hour can actually make the employee more productive and, and all of that jazz. But, right. But the famous example was Antonin Scalia saying, if I tell my boss I'm sick and I go to a baseball game, that's essentially the same thing. Sure. And it could be a, a violation of a federal statute because when you're sick, that uh, involves certain protections under the Federal Employee Benefits uh, ERISA Act. Uh, you could uh, cons- you know, say you and, a- and another uh, employee somewhere else in the corporation ag- agreed to go to the ballgame. That's a conspiracy right there. So you can really whip all this together as, as uh, 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 Harvey um, – Silverglate uh, uh, wrote in, in his seminal book, Three Felonies a Day That We All Commit. So uh, it seems like the NCAA here is, is at the very least going along with it. Uh, but in terms of you describe it as a win-win-win, the NCAA doesn't want those wins to happen. I, I, I'm not sure what the uh, NCAA – Which is to say students, athletes receiving – any kind of financial compensation. Yes, the NCAA certainly doesn't want student athletes receiving uh, compensation, but uh, it's 
perfectly fine with uh, should be perfectly fine with having uh, this uh, these middlemen uh, organize uh, which athletes go to which teams and then that boosts their TV revenues and and all the rest of it. It's not like they were somehow hurt by by having these these various arrangements. Uh, what they claim to be hurt by, uh, and by the way, the, the NCAA being hurt isn't necessarily the uh, the underlying crime for these conspiracies anyway. It's supposed to be that you're hurting your educational institution or defrauding the federal government that supports the the universities or what have you. But the NCAA uh, is uh, is saying that their, their recruiting rules and their other amateurism rules are being violated. Again, why, why is that a crime? Uh, and it's such uh, shamateurism, as as the saying goes. This, I think, term was originally coined in talking about the Olympics, where during the Cold War, all of these people, especially in the uh, Eastern Bloc, in the Communist Bloc, would be effectively paid professionals, but uh, they were actually amateurs. And then it started going into 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 other sports. Well, here as well, especially for the so-called revenue sports, basketball and football, they really ought to be spun off. No other country in the world has effectively professional minor leagues attached to their university system. It's it, it's odd. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a fencing team or a, a water polo team or what have you as part of your educational umbrella, or even you know club basketball uh, or or football teams. But something that that really is a, a revenue sport, even though most Division One basketball and football teams don't uh, net out uh, on on. Uh, on profit for the uh, for the university, um, you know. The, so there's lots of things going on here, um, and really, we're not going to fix it all, uh, even beyond the you know, whether the FBI should get involved or or not, uh, until we separate these uh, um, you know, professional leagues effectively from the educational mission of the university. What statutes ought to be changed in order to make essentially what is now below board, above board for these universities? I don't even know if statutes uh, have to be changed. Uh, universities can and do offer stipends to students for various reasons. Um, I think it's mostly changing NCAA internal regulations. Um, perhaps you could create, again, separate leagues, whether the NCAA or, or a new entity is uh, in charge, uh, you know, some league where the players are receiving money and everyone knows that they're you know, trying to audition for the pros, for the majors, uh, and others where they actually are student athletes. Um, but uh, I, uh, again, I don't know what federal or, or state uh, laws need to be changed to do this. Uh, certainly, the FBI, law enforcement in general, needs to exercise its discretion a little more. If players are legitimately getting uh, exploited in some way, uh, and, and to be honest, it seems like they're more exploited if they make no money and their careers are, are prospects are hurt from uh, not never studying. And if they break their ankle or what have you, then then they're done without having receiving received an education. That seems more exploitative than them getting paid. But if someone is getting exploited because they were promised more money and they get less, or because they could have gone to a better school and they went to a lesser one because of bribes or something. That's that's something different. But uh, everything that's described in this massive blockbuster investigation, I, I really see no losers. Ilya Shapiro is the editor of the Cato Institute's Supreme Court Review. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 